fun. Honor the Lord. Where is my honor? Amen. Uh, we have learned honoring the Lord in our giving, honoring the Lord in our living, in my living. And today I'm going to talk about honoring the Lord in my worship. Amen. Honoring the Lord in my worship. How many of you were here a couple of weeks ago during the worship service when God began to really download on me? And he asked me the question to ask the congregation, can you worship me without the music? And I thought, God, what are you saying? Because we're in the midst of worship. And he says, no, can they worship me without the music? Amen. And so today I want to talk about honorable worship. I am a worshiper. And we will learn today that just a little bit of worship only has to do with music. That's not wrong in and of itself. But music is not the catalyst. When I say music, I mean instruments. But God has made us to be an instrument of praise unto him. Amen? So we are going to talk about today honorable worship. And I can tell you, I don't know what God is doing but God has been doing something within me. You know, when something's going on, you can't quite articulate everything that's going on, but you know God has given you insight to have oversight in a particular area. And worship for me is that area. That's why I know that I don't need music to worship the Lord and how God has been showing me, even in my secret place, when I'm in the park and I build an altar before the Lord, how I can begin to worship him and the spirit of the Lord will come down on me in the park. Amen. So I'm privileged because that's my heartbeat. I love the Lord so much. My desire. I love, I love praise. And we've been taught in this house that everybody can praise the Lord. But everybody can't worship the Lord. Because worship comes out of an intimate place, amen? And because I love the Lord so much, and I'm not saying you don't because I know you all do. I'm just speaking from my experience with the Lord. That he is such a good God. That I give him praise, I give him worship wherever I am. Amen? And it's when I can trace God. In those times when God will show himself and you know how you can say God, but there was no music. There was not a piano. There was not a keyboard. There was not singing. It was just me lifting up my voice. It was just me saying back to you what you said to me in your word and the spirit of the Lord will come down. And then you have a better understanding that worship is not about music at all. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but God is looking. For people who will open up their mouths and just begin to let the word of God speak. And out of the speaking of God's word, how your heart is compelled to give back into that God that gave that unto you. Amen. We understand that worship is upward. 
We understand that worship comes out of us, but it goes up into him. Amen. I thank God that we do know in this house that worship it is. It's all about him. Worship is an outward expression of the passion that we have for something or someone. But our case, we know it's the passion and the affection that we have for him. Amen. True worship comes out through adoration, admiration, and affection. See, when you know when you have tapped into worship, it's because you have an adoration, you have an admiration, and you have an affection for the person that you're worshiping. Amen? And that's when true worship comes out because you understand that I have an adoration. I adore this person. I admire this person. I'm affectionate about this person. It's much like if you're married, when you know who your wife is, you know what she means to you, you have no choice but to be affectionate toward her because you understand her or his worth. Amen? Hallelujah. And now that I've said all of that, can I get us to stand? Amen? This is where I'm going to open up. Hallelujah. I'm going to open up in prayer. And as I open up, I'm going to be speaking from the mic, but I want all of us to lift our voices up. Amen. I'm not leading you into worship. I'm joining you in worship. Amen. I I happen to be the one with the mic. But as we lift up the name of Jesus in this place, as we give God some thanks, some praise for coming in the midst of us, I, I want all of us to be a part of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Extend your hands upward, please. Father, we bless you. We honor you, God. We praise you. We thank you, God. We magnify you, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. We thank you for visiting with us this morning. We thank you for showing yourself strong in this house, oh God. We thank you for waking us up this morning, oh Lord. We thank you for giving us ears to hear, Father God, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. We ask you now, oh God, to have your way like never before, God. God, we're yielded vessels in this house, Lord. God, we know that we can do no thing without you, but God, you said with you we can do all things. So God, it is in you that we come. We lift up a name that is above every name. God, we extend our hands upward, Father God. We open up our mouths, God, and we give unto you the Lord of glory. We give unto you the worship that is due unto your name. We give you the affection that is due unto your name. We give unto you the adoration that is due unto your name. We bless you, oh God. We love you. We praise you. We magnify you, God. We glorify your name in this place. We ask you now, oh God, to have your way, to come as you did in the upper room, to set upon us in the name of Jesus. God, there's no one like you. God, we bless you. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you. We need you. We love you, Lord. We're in love with you, God. And we ask you now, oh Lord, to have your way, God. God. God, you're the head of the church. We thank you for being our head, God. We thank you that you are our good shepherd, our great shepherd, and our chief shepherd, God. We worship you in this place. We praise you in this place. We thank you, Father God, for our healing, God. We thank you for our deliverance, God. We thank you for giving unto us prosperity, Father God. We thank you for protecting us, God. We thank you for giving us provision.
provision, God. We thank you that you are our Jehovah Jireh. You are our righteousness, God. You are, Father God, Jehovah Nisi. Lord, with the banner over us is love, God. We thank you, Lord, that you said, Father God, that the true worshipers must worship you. We must worship you in spirit and in truth, oh God. So, Lord, we yield our will. We yield our way, God. We yield our understanding, God. We yield, Father God, our desire, God. We yield our bodies unto you, oh God. And we ask you now, Lord, to have your way. God, we get out of the way. We thank you that your word says, Father God, that we are to present our bodies unto you, God, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable as our worship unto you. So, God, we lift our hands, Lord. Lord, we lift our hands up unto you, God. God, we give you our bodies, Lord. We yield our will, Lord. We yield our will to your way, God. We say, have your way in this place, O Lord. God, as we come before you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who's worthy of all praise, who's worthy of all honor, who's worthy of all glory, Lord. We thank you in this place, O Lord. We barack you, Father God. We ask you, God, to have your way like never before, oh God. We bless your name, the name that is above every name in this place, oh God. We lift you high, Father God, because we know that you're sitting high, but you look low, God, that you're watching over your word to perform it, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord, that you said that we're yours and you are ours, Lord. You said if we draw nigh unto you, Lord, that you will draw nigh unto us. God, we're asking you now, as we are drawing nigh unto you, to draw nigh unto us like never before. Open the eyes of our understanding, Lord. Pagal us, Father God, in this place, Lord. Light upon us in this place, O oh Lord. Father, we thank you and we honor you and we praise you. We magnify your name, O oh God. God, we will use our mouths to worship you. We will use our mouths as horns, Father God. We will be the horns, Father God, Lord, that will do battle, Father God, Lord. We thank you that we are your shofar Father God, Lord, that we know the call to worship, Father God. We know that our weapons are not carnal, God, but they're mighty through you to the pulling down of strongholds, God. God, we understand who you are in this place. And God, we thank you for who you are in this place, God. We thank you that you're ours, Lord, and we're yours, God. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that not only have you shown us you, God, but God, we show you us, Father God. God, we show up and we present ourselves, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the ministry of reconciliation. We thank you, Father God, Lord, for being the repairer of the breach. We thank you, Father God, that you have broken forth, God, so that we can come through, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you are the breaker, Lord. And God, we praise you for being the breaker, Lord. We praise you for being the anointed one, Lord. We praise you for being the anointed, Father God. And we ask you now, oh God, to have your way in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Let the church, let the church say, Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Don't take your seats yet, amen. 
We're going to stand for the reading of God's word. If you can turn with me to Psalms 29. We're going to read verses 1 through 4 as our foundational scripture. Amen. Let's say, say amen when you're there. Amen. Psalm 29 and 1 verses 1 through 4 reads, Give unto the Lord. O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory to his name. Hallelujah. Yes, continue to read. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want you may have your seats. Amen. You know, I'm a person. I believe in this. I believe there's a word behind the word. Amen. And so even as we read Psalm 29, 1 through 5, when we read 1 through 4, excuse me, when we read, and when 1 again says this, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. And that word mighty is sons of the mighty so give unto the lord all you sons of the mighty give unto the lord the glory and strength give unto the lord the glory do his name see that's in our confession i get excited about that every time we can we say our confession that we are to give unto the lord the glory that is due unto his name amen And it says, worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. And that word in the beauty of holiness is in his sanctuary, in his glorious sanctuary. Amen. So we are in the right place to give God honorable worship. Amen. And that is in the glorious sanctuary of the Lord. And I just want to say again, we're corporately, but God is not a respect of persons. If you understand that you can worship God wherever you are, you will also understand that the glory of the Lord will come into that place wherever you are. Amen. And verse 3 says, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The glory of the Lord, excuse me, the God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of, of majesty. If God had to use his voice, And we just saw that he did. If God had to use his voice, do not, don't you think that we have to use our voice? Because what our voice becomes, it becomes the black box. It becomes the locator, amen? When we lift our voices up unto the Lord, it tells God where, it tells God of our location. It tells God that I need to send that blessing, not him, but not her, but right there, amen? The one that's worshiping me. So when we lift up our voices unto the Lord, it is the way God locates where to send the blessing. Amen. This is why we can all be in the same place. And only some of us get this thing because God is going to bless the person that's worshiping him. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you want God to bless you, then you need to open up your voice like he did. And you need to say some things about the God that you serve so that God can send the blessing your way. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Let me just tell you how real this thing is. Let me tell you how real this thing is. Now, I'm going to bring it to our households. Amen. 
We can be in the same house, in the same bed, hearing the same message, but one of us have no revelation of the God that's in the room with us. And the person who has no revelation will lay there, sit there, stand there. But the person who knows that God has shown up, that's the person God is going to give a rhema word to. That is the person that God is going to bless. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you, open up your mouth. This why this saying has never been about music, but it has, it has always been about you opening up your mouth unto the Lord and you becoming the music that worships the Lord so that God can send your blessing. How many of you want God to bless you this morning? Then I want you just to say, God, I'm standing right here. Bless me this morning, God. I give you worship, Lord. I glory you God it's not my neighbor God it's me I got my mouth open Lord I'm giving you praise this morning I'm giving you glory this morning hallelujah oh glory hallelujah oh rabbi oh bless him bless him oh rabbi hallelujah glory 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What I am saying this morning, if the Lord had to open up his mouth to say some things, then we have to open up our mouths to say some things. Amen. We have to let the Lord know that we're here. We have to let the Lord know that we're the ones in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh God. It's me standing in the need of prayer. Hallelujah. But God will never know that if I did not open up my mouth. I'm not talking about, I'm thinking about it, but I'm talking about God, it's me. It's me, oh God. It's me standing in the need of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. My God. My God. Yes, Lord. See, God wants us to take him at his word. See, saying what God said, that is worship. That's giving honor to the word of God, to the person of God. Amen. So if you are in need of something, then you open up your mouth unto the Lord. Don't leave it to your neighbor. Don't leave it to your husband. Don't leave it to your children. You open up your mouth and you bless the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You may have your seats. Amen. I'm going to try very hard this morning. I'm going to try very hard this morning to explain what happened last Sunday. Amen. Because the pastor Eric gave us a revelation of that. But I, as I said, even on last Sunday, it was like God said, I'm getting ready to demonstrate before you open up. So now I feel like he's telling me, come back and explain what took place amen hallelujah because we understand we need to understand who we worship why we worship and the different forms of worship and what worship looks like 
so that you can honor the point when it begins to happen. Amen. That you're not like a deer in headlights. That the lights are on, but you're the one caught off guard because you don't understand who he is. Amen. We're going to talk about some Hebrew words that are very demonstrative in their definition. Something that the Western culture is not necessarily keen to. Some of us are. But for the most part, for the church at large, for the most part, we're not keen to this type of worship. You know, Elder Ware's here. Years ago, we were, we went to see Becky Fisher in Westchester. And Elder Ware, I don't know if you remember, but Deaconess Burnham, she was with us as well. And there were a group of people who began to form a circle. I had seen it before, so it was not strange to me. And they began to worship with their hands behind their back, and they were moving their feet. Have you ever seen the Jewish people worship like that? Amen. It's something that we're not used to in the Western culture. But this is what Becky Fisher said the author of Kids in Ministry. She referenced the Midwest. Elder Weir is right here. She said that we were the frozen chosen. The frozen chosen. Uh-huh. And so the reason why I believe she was saying that people in the Midwest, we sit still most of the time when we should be exhibiting some things, amen? And I took that personally because I'm a part of the Midwest and I don't want anybody to think people in the Midwest don't know how to worship the Lord, amen? So, we will understand this morning that worship in the Hebraic form It's very demonstrative in nature. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say it means that people need to see something when you're doing it. Amen. People need to see something when you're doing it. People can see this type of worship. They can hear this type of worship. It's akin to just like going to that football game. When you're sitting next to the person and you can see them standing up talking about number 42, you run that ball, you tackle that person, or you, you know, where you can see them doing it, but you can hear them because they're yelling in your ear. Amen. It's the same in worship that somebody needs to be able to say, my God. God is shown up over there because I can see God on the inside of them and he's working it out. Amen. Hallelujah. So some of these words are in which we know some of them, and that is to worship, praise, shout, thanks, sing, bless, toda, yoda, zamar, tahila, barak. And Sakah, amen? Now, there are many, many, many more words when you go study the Greek and the Hebrew about worship, amen? But these are just a few. But as I was studying these, 
only two have to do with music. This is what baffled me. It baffled me to, to see this, but it did not baffle me in the sense of where God was taking me, that it's not about music. You see how God will tell you something and then he'll have you to, he'll confirm it in his word. And so out of those words that I name and the ones that I would name, only two of them have to do with actual music because God wants us to be the music. He wants us to play. Amen. He wants to know what's on our hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. And so these two words that primarily deal with music, and that is the word zamar. Now, let me just say this. I do have three points. So let me give you those three points that are needed to have honorable worship before I go on. And those three points are diversity, harmony, and unity. Now, just hold those thoughts because we're going to come back to those points. Amen. But zamar, zamar means to play an instrument accompanied by voices as an expression of worship. This is what we do most often. There's an instrument that is played and there are voices that accompany the instrument. That is known as zamar. Amen? That is a form of worship that does involve music, but God wants us to go beyond that. Turn with me to Psalm 71, 22, and 23, please. For the most part, we're going to stay right here in the book of Psalms because we do understand King David was a worshiper. Amen? So if the king can worship, then you need to know that we should be able to worship. We don't want to be like Micah, his wife, who was looking out the window and became barren because she mocked the man of God who picked up his, his linen to worship the Lord. And how King David said, look, you thought that was something. I'm going to worship even more undignified than this. Amen? Hallelujah. So Psalms 71 verses 22 and 23 reads, Let me get there. So 22 reads, I will also praise thee with the psaltery, even thy truth, O my God. Unto thee will I sing with the harp, O thy holy one of Israel. My, 23, my lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee, and my soul which thou hast redeemed. Can you see God is looking for people to tell him what he has done in their lives? My lips. My lips shall greatly rejoice. Hallelujah, when I sing unto thee, amen. See, God wants to know, are you thankful for what I did? Are you appreciative that I woke you up this morning? Can you at least tell me thank you? Can you just say, God, I'm grateful for the breath that you breathe into me? God, I thank you for my husband. I see him in his right mind. God, I thank you that you kept my, my daughter safe. God, I thank you you got my son back at home, God. God, I thank you that you made a way out of no way, God. God, my lips shall rejoice in what you're doing in my life. And when you say that type of stuff to God, 
God's going to send some more stuff your way. Amen. Because he delights in the praises of his people. And then the second Hebrew word dealing with worship, that is tahilah, which means to sing a spontaneous song of praise to God out of an overflowing of your heart. My God. Oh, we're talking about this is not rehearsed. This is not a rehearsed song, but this is a spontaneous song that comes out of the overflowing of your heart. When you tahila the Lord, we're talking about God. This is not a rehearsed. This is not something I studied for days, but God out of the overflow of your goodness, God, I'm getting ready to break out on you and sing unto you a spontaneous love song. Amen. When you tahila the Lord. Hallelujah. My God, when you tahila the Lord like that, and that word is also known as prophetic worship, because when you get spontaneous, when the, when the spirit of the Lord is up on you and you begin to sing, this is where you can go in between tongues and songs and whatever else the Lord will, you can begin to prophesy, sing, and speak in tongues all at the same time because it's coming out of the depths of your heart into the Lord. Amen. And see, my family know. And again, I am not boasting on me, but my family know, look, I will break out in a minute with an unrehearsed song. Amen? With an unrehearsed song into the Lord. Because I know I love him. I love him. Amen? I love God. And last night, you know, Pastor Eric and I, look, I'm just telling you how good God is. Because it's not that we have not done this corporately in the body we have. But I believe we, some of us need to get a better understanding that it's all right to do it. Amen. See, last night, Pastor Eric and I, we were washing dishes together. Now, I can't tell you the song that we sung, that we started. But I tell you, I started humming it and he broke out with it. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm not talking about this isn't because we had just listened to a CD. But I'm talking about, you know, when you were washing dishes and you begin to think about the goodness of God. And then there's a song that picks up. And then not only that, when your husband can kick in, amen. And you can sit there and worship the Lord together. Amen. This is called Tehillah, where it's not rehearsed, but it comes out of the overflow. Because um, who said that? Uh, was it Minister Knox, I believe? See, that's the beauty of having a, a, a husband who loves the Lord as much as you do. And when both of you are passionate and both of you are extroverts, amen? Being an extrovert does help. <laughs> because, see, Pastor Eric and I will break out on each other. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, see, this is the beauty. When you love the Lord, You know, I remember years ago, and this is for our single ladies, but also for the married people. My husband gave his heart into the Lord first. We were still in Georgia. And we had moved to Fort Hood, Texas, and he publicly gave his heart to the Lord. You know, he was just showing publicly what had taken place privately. And Sister Kim, I had not at that time given my heart to the Lord, not that I was going anywhere, not going to any night. You know, we had just moved to Texas. 
But, you know, I was just not quite, you know, you guys know my story. When we went to the church, no, I don't know. I didn't come to get saved. <laughs> I want to join your church, but I don't want salvation, you know. But my husband had given his heart into the Lord. And I remember thinking, because there was a zeal that my husband now had and he was apprehending the thing that had apprehended him, the thing that had come in and delivered him from crack, cocaine, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, amen, and just from being mean. <laughs> I wanted to make sure he was still awake, amen. <laughs> but praise God, I remember thinking this. I remember thinking, Lord, I'm not going to be able to fellowship with my husband because he has something I don't have, and that's you. And how many of you know it's a bad place to be married and one's an unbeliever, and you cannot fellowship with your mate on spiritual things? Because they're just not there. And my heart was, God, I don't want my husband to leave me behind. Not that he would have left me, left me. But I'm talking about going home to the deeper things of God. And I just wanted what he had. Because he was so zealous about that thing. And days later, I gave my heart to the Lord. And I was able to fellowship about spiritual things with my husband, amen? But what I'm saying, out of that, when both of you are equally yoked together, and both of you have a zeal for the things of the Lord, to heal in the Lord is easy, amen? It's not a stress, struggle, or strain. Because both of you have a relationship where your heart is just overwhelmed with the presence and the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God. Amen. And you can break out an unrehearsed song. And it doesn't have to sound good to the other person because it sounds good to him. Amen. Because you're worshiping him, not the other person. So when we tehillah the Lord, we are breaking out in spontaneous praise. And I just began last night after we got finished washing the dishes and we were singing. I said, boy, look, doesn't it go faster when both of us do it together? When we <laughs> Washing the dishes went quickly, to, uh, Minister Twyman, because I had help. Hallelujah. And we have help. We have the Holy Spirit. Please let me say this. All of what we're talking about, honorable worship is not manufactured. Pastor Eric said that earlier. This is not something that we do religiously. But this comes out of relationship. This is fellowship. This is intimacy. And this is spirit-led. Amen? So we have to understand that. This is not because I'm doing it because my neighbor is doing it, but I'm doing it because I know him for myself. And the 
spirit is leading me to worship him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I had a chance to listen to um, when Pastor Eric went down to 1050 to be on the air. Praise God, he was given some CDs. <laughs> and one of those just happened to be God Chases by Bishop um, William Murphy. And I happened to be driving the boys to school and put in the CD on my way back out. And again, God had already given me this message. But when I listened through, when I listened to the um, CD in its entirety, track eight caught my attention. Because to healing was already, to healing the Lord was already in my spirit. And on track eight of Bishop Murphy's CD, it's called Write a Song. And he says, how do I know when it's time to write a song? And then he says, when I've been with the Lord all day long. And then he goes on to say this, which just really confirmed what Tehillah means. Bishop Murphy says on the CD that the Lord says, the song I like the best is the song you sing because you sing it. Amen? So we're not talking about CDs here, but we're talking about the song that you sing that comes out of spontaneous worship. And Bishop Murphy just happened to say on his CD, write a song, track eight, that the Lord is saying that's the song out of all of the other songs you sing. The one I like the best is the one that has come up out of you. The one I've given you and given it back to me. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but Pastor Eric can tell you last night as I was getting up from the table from watching, from going over my message, I said, babe, the Lord has dropped a song in my spirit. Did I not, Pastor Eric? And then I went away this morning. He got up to look back over my And as I got up from the table, he dropped the song back in my spirit. And I was near the front door, headed upstairs. And I had to go back and write the song. Amen? Because it was so strong on me. And then I got upstairs, and Pastor Eric was ironing our stuff for today. And he was talking to me, and I said, babe, I'm going to be the next Kiera Shear. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said, look, I said, the Lord, I said, this song is a moneymaker. And I tell you why. Now, Pastor Eric did say this, so y'all pray for him. He said, well, give them your song and have somebody else to sing it. (laughs) 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 Amen. So. (laughs) Well, I won't sing the song, but I will tell you the lyrics of the song. Amen. And perhaps somebody can put some behind it. Amen.
But this is the, the, I have my song. And it says, Lord, I love you. I do. Lord, I love you. I do. Lord, I'll worship you. I will. Lord, I'll worship you. I will. Lord, I love you. I do. I will always worship you. Amen. Now, I can sing it, but I won't sing it. Um, But I'm here to tell you, it's my song. Amen. So it may not sound good to you, but it sounds awesome to him. Because he gave me the song. It came out of my love for him. Amen. So I'm here to tell you. God will drop a song, he'll drop a word, he'll drop a a vision on you wherever you are. If you yield yourself unto him, God will do the impossible. It's just a matter of us yielding, amen? Hallelujah. And so now for our non-singers. I'm not going to put myself in that category, but... (laughs) For the non-singers or the non-public singers. Remember I talked about there was a whole list of Hebrew words about worship? Now, these words, the next ones are primarily no music. It has everything to do with you demonstrating. Amen? And the word is todah. And that is an extension of the hand, a sacrifice of praise, thanksgiving. Let us turn to 30 because I want to show you what it looks like, but we're going to read about it first. Psalm 6930. Psalm 6930 reads, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. And because I said Toda is not about music primarily. So when you, and remember I said this is how you know when they're doing, when they're doing it, because people should be able to see it, and they should be able to hear it. Amen? So when we are totaling the Lord, we have our hands. In the Y position. Amen. You have your hands or you have them You know when a person is arrested by the police and they tell them to lift up your hands? This is what Toda means. It means there's an extension of your hands. Your hands go up. In other words, you cannot tota the Lord and nobody not see it. That's not called tota. That's just called you doing whatever. But when you tota the Lord, people will be able to see the extension of your hands because they're going to be lifted up unto him. Amen? Hallelujah. And the second word is yada. 
which is to hold out the hand. The first was to lift up the hand. Yada is to hold out the hand, to throw at or away like a stone or an arrow. It means to revere, a worship, praise, thankful with your hands extended. So toda, yada, outward. Amen. It's as if you are throwing. How many of you know worship is a form of warfare? Think it not strange that the Hebrew, when you go study that, it says as if you were throwing an arrow or a stone. Because when you, Yoda, when you have your, when you're going back and forth, look, you are making warfare against the enemy. Amen. So this is why it should not be strange in the house of the Lord. It's okay to do these things because God delights in this type of worship because it's all about you. This is something you have to do. Amen? See, when we sing corporately, nobody can hear your voice per se. But see, when you do these other forms of worship, oh, it will be sing. Everybody will know that you are toadai. Everybody will know that you are dying the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalms 18 and 49. As I said, we're primarily in the book of Psalm because King David was a worshiper. Amen. Psalms 18 and 49 reads, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Now, what I want to also say is this. When you are yadahing the Lord, this is, Sister Kim, I think you've done it a couple of times. This is how yodahing looks like. When you say, you better preach it. <laughs> preach. You see, how, you see how the hands go out? Yes. So I'm just saying, when we begin to do these things, it is honorable worship unto the Lord because there's a weapon of our warfare. Worship is a weapon that we can use to come against some stuff. Amen? And so when somebody is um, yadahing the Lord and they're saying, Preach it. You know what? They're saying, brother, sister, you better proclaim that word. You better speak God's word. Release the truth of God's word in this house. Amen. And then Barak. Barak is to kneel or bow to give reverence to God as an act of adoration, to be attuned to him and his presence. Amen. Oh, see, when we are attuned to God and his presence, See, this is why it's good to honor the point. Because when you look around the house of God and you see three forms of the house in worship with hands lifted up or eyes closed or bowed down and you're the only one who's not, it means that you are not attuned to the presence of God. Amen? So for those of us who have a difficulty of understanding when the Lord shows up, just look around. I've said this before, so let me explain. When I say honor the point, you know, when the hunting dogs, when dogs go hunting, 
And there's normally a lead dog, right? And so when the hunter shoots the, the, the prey or when the hunter shoots the bird out of the sky and the bird falls over there and the lead dog turns his nose that way, it tells the other dogs that it's over there. Amen? And so that's called honoring the point because the lead dog's nose is pointed to where the prey has fallen. Amen? So this is what I mean. When you look around the house of God and three-fourths of the congregation are in worship and you're not, it means you're not attuned to his presence, but what it does mean is that you're not honoring the point because the Lord is in the place. Amen? So we don't want anybody left out. So if you are new to this, then you say, I just don't know if God is in the place or not. Then you just open up your eye and you look around. And if you see the people bowed down, if you see the hands up, then you just say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to honor the point. Hallelujah. And God's going to honor you because you've honored the point. Amen. Hallelujah. And let me tell you who our point man is. You don't have to turn there, but it's there. I promise you, as Pastor Eric likes to say, it's there. I think it's Hebrews 10 and 12. I was not going to go there. But I think it's Hebrews 10 and 12 where it says Jesus Christ himself. How He says that he's going to come down in the midst of the church and lead the church unto worship. Hallelujah. Oh, you got the son who says, I'm going to come down. I'm going to come out of heaven and I'm going to come into the church and I'm going to lead the church to worship the father. Amen. So when the son can come into the earth and he can come into the church, then we need to honor the point. Amen. That the son is leading the congregation unto worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalms 95 and 6 because I want to show you what barocking the Lord is. Making sense? Because see, what I want us to get accustomed to. See, when it comes to worshiping the Lord, and we've been taught in this house the difference between praise and the difference between worship and how we cannot make anybody worship. But what I am saying, that is when you yield your body, when you yield your will to the flow of the spirit, that there should be a sign that you are in tune with his presence. Amen. You may not be Barakan. You may not be Todah. You might be Yadawing, but you should be doing something, amen, other than just standing still. Because, see, when the Lord comes in the house, we have to give glory unto the king of glory, amen? If we want the glory of God, all that God is, all that he has, and all that he can do, if we want him to show up like that, then there is a part that we have to play, amen? God is much like we are. If we have continually shown our affection to our spouses and they continue to reject our affection, 
that after a while you just go on to somebody who's going to give me the affection that I need. Now, I'm not advocating for any spouse to look for attention anywhere else. I just gave that as an example, amen? So you guys hear me, right? If you're married, I'm not saying you go look for affection from somewhere else. I was just using, amen, I was just using that as an example. It's the same way because marriage was God's first institution. God, when he, he wants our affection, he wants our worship. There's an exchange that takes place. He gets something, we get something. He gets something, we get something. Even in the song, Give Me You. You know, I began to think about it. God has really given us all of him. Amen? And so I was thinking, how more appropriate would it be if I say, God, I give you me. Because God has given us all of him. Amen. God is looking for us to give ourselves to him. Hallelujah. So I'm just saying bread of life. As I said, we'll talk about the three points that are necessary for honorable worship to continue in the house of the Lord and in your house. Diversity, harmony, and unity. See, God's going to send people. Pastor Eric talked about it. He's going to send people that may not be where we are, that may not look like us, that may not be in the same place in their walk with Christ. But when they come into the house, they should be able to see that there can be harmony in diversity. Amen? I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there cannot be any unity without harmony. Hallelujah. And then halal. Halal is to praise, to make a shout or rave about, to glory or boast upon, to be clamorous. And that word clamorous means to be super loud and obnoxious. Foolish about your adoration unto the Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is why Martha Manuza said we should make our praise glorious. What she was saying was that we should be clamorous about our God. We should be loud and proud about the God that we serve. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My God. See, I'm just saying, bread of life, if we don't get taught this, it won't happen. If we don't get taught that it's okay to be clamorous, it's okay to be foolish, it's okay to be loud, it's okay to yada, it's okay to tahila, it's okay to barak him, it's okay because you're not doing it doesn't make it not okay. It's okay to do those things. Amen. Hallelujah. Sister Kim said it this morning. See, because I don't want any rocks crying out. In my place. Amen. So I'm going to make it. I'm going to make my praise glorious. Amen. I'm going to make my praise clamorous. I'm going to make my praise obnoxiously loud. So what I just need to let my neighbor know. If you don't like it, you might need to go to the back. Because I'm getting ready to give God some praise up in here. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. See, if we don't understand that God should be able to locate that you have life in you. Amen. Nobody should be able to accuse us of just being frozen. The frozen chosen. See, if you're chosen, it means you're alive. That you need to make your praise glorious. You need to make your praise glamorous. You need to be foolish about the adoration that you have for your God. Amen. We're talking about allowing. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Because there's a blessing in praising God. Hallelujah. So you just say to your neighbor, then we'll look, when we get ready to make his praise glorious, just say, if you're not going to be demonstrative, go to the back, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because see, as Pastor Eric said, remember how he talked about like spirits and how like spirits kind of sit together? See, I don't know about you, but I want to be sitting right next to another praiser. Amen. See, because, see, when God, see, when God begins to move, and thank God that I do, because, see, all oh, look, sometimes we almost miss each other trying to slap hands together. Amen. Because what we're doing, look, Minister Sarah and I, look, Pastor Eric might say something or worship might say something. You know what? We slap our hands together and say, God, you know you bad. You know you're bad. But there's nothing quite like being able, you, or at least you're trying to turn around or you looking at your neighbor to say, can I get you to agree with me that God is good? And you trying to slap and they're like this and you... Uh, uh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm just saying, look, when we come into the house of the Lord, we need to give God the full glory. We need to give God the full extension of who we are. Amen. Nobody should be able to accuse us. Of not being a worshiper. Again, I'm not talking about you, man, uh, you manufacturing this thing. But I'm talking about the manifested presence of God coming upon you. You understand who God is. And everything within you is crying out about who God is. And your body can't help but to praise him. Amen. Your feet can't help but to stand up. Your hands have to wave. Your mouth have to say something. Your body has to shake. Because you understand God is in the house. You understand had it not been for God. Had it not been for God, I would not be here. And because I am here, I shall bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Oh, we have to speak into our bodies. We have to say, body, you will bless the Lord. 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 Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. Brother, I'm fine because my voice won't carry over the keyboard. Hallelujah. So what I am saying, God is looking to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to give you what you want. God wants to show you that he loves you. God wants to be 
be affectionate with you. But God needs you to show him. Do you want this thing? Do you want my presence? Do you want my glory? Do you want my healing? Do you want my anointing? Do you want the yoke destroyed? Do you want the burden removed? Do you want to be blessed? Hallelujah. Glory. You may have your seats, but I'm reminded of the man at the pool of Bethesda. You know how often the waters were troubled. And the man had an excuse. Yes, he was lame. But the man had an excuse. Was it 38 years? I can't, but it was a long time. Was it 18 or 38 years that he had been there, lame, impotent, just laying there? And he knew every year about this time that the pool was going to be troubled and those who got in or the one who got in first was going to be the one healed see God much like this man because if we read the scripture Jesus turns and says do you want to be healed hallelujah do you want to be healed So God is looking because he's not a forceful God. He's not going to force you to love him. He's not going to force you to give him to him. He's not going to force you to live right. He's not going to force you to act right. He's not going to force you to do anything against your will. But because you do love him. Because you are yielded. Because you know who he is. You know he's the one. You know he's your keeper. You know he's your healer. You know he's your deliverer. You know he's the one that you can go in the midnight hour and he's going to turn it around. Because you know him to be that type of God, then God knows that you're going to give unto me the glory that is due my name. Hallelujah. We did not put in our confession of faith What's in there just to be in there. We thought about God's word. And everything that we confess in our confession of faith is all word. It's all scripture. It's everything God has to perform because it's his word. Amen. And God is saying, if you give unto me the glory, do my name. Oh, ye sons of the mighty. If you bless me in my glorious sanctuary, if you lift up your hands, let me locate you. I shall bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalms 44 and 8, please. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Father. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is just a quick story, and I was not going to say this. I have the pleasure. I don't know how much longer I have the pleasure, but I've had the pleasure of being able to go just about anywhere, any day, to spend quality time with the Lord. 
And most often, I choose to go to the park near our house. And in my studies, right there in the park, I give God glory. I give God praise. Minister Twyman, I'm not, I'm not soft about it. Oh, I make my presence known. When I open up his word and God speaks back to me, I get up out of my seat and begin to walk, telling God out loud, thank you. The other morning, you know how you see because you're there quite often and you see the circuit of people who come? I had not been to that park since school has started back. But I made my way over there Friday. And when I got there, and I had my head down reading, and I looked up, and one of the older men who walked that park, I believe, every day, I looked up at him, and the only thing he did was to go like this. He said, you know why? Because he has seen me repeatedly with my word open, with my hands up, and so we had not seen each other in days. So what he was acknowledging, I believe, when he did not say anything but just, you got it. You keep doing it. You, amen. Because my prayer has been, God, everybody who walks around this track, may the anointing that is up on me get on this track. And God, let everybody coming through here be healed. God let everybody coming through be delivered and set free see God will send you to a place that you may not know why you're there but I believe that he has allowed me to be in certain places that as I say God bring conviction upon those who don't know you God bring healing for the God to people as they walk by this place because your woman of God has been here and I have labored and I have travailed and I have prayed and I have wept over this place and I believe God honors that and I believe what God did with that man he was just saying keep doing what you're doing keep doing what you're doing it's like they give me free reign of the park you know how they just don't mess with you hallelujah and then Shakar. oh did I not read it I'm sorry Thank you, thank you. Verse 8, it says, In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Selah. Hallelujah. Can I get my towel, please? Hallelujah. So in God we boast. Thank you, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to speed it up a little bit. Shakat is to depress or prostrate in homage or loyalty to God, to bow down, fall down flat. We've read this already. That was our opening scripture about giving unto the Lord the glory due his name. Amen? And this is in our confession. As I said, we purposely put because we want bread of life to be a house that honors God. We want bread of life to bring unto the Lord everything that belongs to him. But give unto him the glory that is due his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then to gall. What does gall mean? To gall the Lord in worship. 
Go means to spin around under the influence of any violent emotion. Now, how many of you know you get You're going to spin, you're going to run, and you're going to do whatever else the Lord tells you, amen? Because you are caught up. And this violence isn't like violence like we know it to be. But it's to be passionate about that thing. That you get caught up, wrapped up in that thing. Amen? Where your body begins to take on movement. I don't know about you. I know my husband well. And I know him, some of the moves he make up here. I know the Lord is with him. Because when I see my husband jump straight up and, and I'm thinking, Lord, I know the anointing is on him. But I'm just saying, when we yield our will like that, when we allow the Lord to take us to a place that we might not be comfortable with, then look, this body has no choice but to do what the Holy Spirit leads it to do. Amen? Hallelujah. And then to allots. The last allots is to jump, to jump for joy, to exalt, to be joyful, rejoice. And this is what Brother Charles did last week. I'm here to tell you it was like God was showing me everything I was going to be talking about. Amen. This is what I'm talking about. Look, when the Lord gets on you and you got a jump, you just do whatever. Whatever your body. Whatever the spirit leads your body to do. Amen. But I want to say this. None of this will happen if you're not yielded to the Holy Spirit. None of it, none of it will happen. God can be on you and you can grieve the Holy Spirit because you refuse to let him move in you. Amen. So I'm saying bread of life because we are becoming a great church. Vessels unto honor and some with dishonor because we will all come in here differently. There's going to be diversity that we have to be able to yield our will because when they come in, they need to see what worship looks like. The house needs to show the house to the house. Amen. They need to see the fashion and the form. Hallelujah. And then Anah is to I or he to pay attention to, to respond, to testify, to rock back and forth, shake your head side to side, hallelujah, to stand, hallelujah. See, I just saw my sister doing that. She didn't know that was going to be the next thing I talked about. But see, I'm saying when your spirit man begins to worship the spirit of the living God, your spirit man will just do what it, what the spirit leads it to do. And you will find yourself going from side to side. You will find yourself going back and forth. You will find yourself standing for the word of God. Hallelujah. But again, none of this will happen. If you don't yield your will to the Holy Spirit, amen, this is why we don't want manufactured worship. We want manifested worship because the worship that is honorable to God is is manifested worship. It comes out of a heart of, of gratitude, amen? 
It comes out of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 And then to chag. To chag means to move in a circle. To dance. We had Deacon MacArthur when we were at the Christian House of Prayer in Texas. Deacon MacArthur could do it like nobody else. And the reason why he could do it like nobody else because it was the Lord moving in Deacon MacArthur. And the Lord was choreographing his steps differently than the rest of ours, amen? But I'm just here to tell you, if we just yield our will and let the Lord do it, Hallelujah. Worship the Lord beyond what we're used to. Worship the Lord beyond what we understand. Just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. And then we're very familiar with Quran, which is to dance or twirl. And then to Maka. At the end, Elder Starks told Pastor Eric about the clapping and about deliverance. And I had said this before, that there is power in the clap. That word is called makat, which means to clap the hands together because it is a form of warfare. It is a form of warfare. It is letting the enemy know you might steal my, you might steal my, or let me say it this way. I might have a temporary setback, but I'm going to clap to let you know there's a comeback. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bread of life. I believe we are indeed on our way because the Lord said so to become in a great house. And in a great house, the house knows how to worship the great king. The Lord knows how to worship the king of kings, the Lord of lords. In a great house, the Lord, the people of the great house understands the greater one. And how we are to yield our will to the greater one. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I want to talk about the three points that I want all of us to take away. Point number one is diversity. Look at your neighbor and say diversity. 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 We've, We've talked about many different forms of worship. And only two out of everything I named had to do with music. Because God wants you to be the instrument. God wants you to be the, he wants you to produce the music. Amen. But in diversity, we understand because this is in our confession too. That God will add to his house daily as it pleases him. Amen. So we will have people with different voice types. Some may be sopranos, some may be baritones, some may may be altos, whatever. But we're going to have people that are diverse in their tone of voices, their backgrounds, their abilities, their commitment to Christ, their walk with Christ, and ethnicity. Amen? That's diversity. This house is on its way to becoming a diverse house, not just in ethnicity, 
But I believe because now we have a better understanding that it's okay to worship the Lord in areas I may not have felt comfortable with or just did not understand that it was the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And then harmony. Harmony is being able to blend together the diversity. Amen. So we're going to have diversity. We're all coming in here at different walks of life. We're all coming in here at different voice types. We're all coming in here at different commitments into the Lord. But we can have a harmonious gathering. There can be a harmonious blending together of all diverse parts. Amen. And then unity. Unity cannot be achieved without harmony. Amen. See, you cannot even have unity in your marriage if you don't have harmony. It's the two coming together as one. There has to be the blending of the two to bring harmony in order for there to be unity. And as much like that in the house of God, we cannot achieve unity in our diversity. We first must have to have harmony, amen, if we want to obtain unity. God is not coming in the midst of mess. This is why we have to blend together as one. You may be Barack in the Lord. You may be Todod. You may be um, uh, to healing the Lord. You may be Shekong the Lord, Makawing the Lord. But together, driven by the Holy Spirit's leading, it all comes together in a harmonious fashion. Amen? Did we not experience that on last week? Where it was break, I mean, stuff was just breaking out in different places, but it was all done decently and in order. Yet it was chaotic, but it was a good chaotic, amen, that was unity within the diversity that broke out. Hallelujah. So remember this honor the worship is upward to the Lord, amen. Diversity comes from Him. He adds to the house as it pleases him. The Holy Spirit has many different parts in worship. The Holy Spirit has many different parts in worship. Amen? First, he acts as the conductor. He leads. He brings these many different styles of worship together in an orderly fashion. Into one cohesive rhythm. How do we know that to be true? When the Lord shows up. Amen? Because he's not showing up in chaos. He's showing up where there's unity. Amen? The Holy Spirit also acts as the choreographer. If you yield your will to him in worship, he will lead you into a sequence of steps. See, some of us just don't want to go there because it's not comfortable. But I'm just asking you, just go there. Just go there. Just let go and let the Lord lead you into worship the way he wants to lead you. Amen? 
Tell your neighbor, so neighbor, let go, let God choreograph your steps. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a true story, and I'm, I'm getting ready to end, amen. But this is a very, very, very true story. And I'm so appreciative that Pastor Eric came up early to set the foundation that what happened on last Sunday, it was not anything spooky. It was not strange fire, but it was the Lord's doing. And it was marvelous in our sight. This is a true story. And as I say this, please hear my heart, because I have nothing against any denomination, but this is a true story, so I have to tell it like it is. Amen? The way I heard the man say it. A Baptist pastor had been asked to speak at another church. Unbeknownst to him, some people at the church had been filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to to pay attention. The pastor had been asked like somebody coming to Bread of Life. And they've been asked to speak. And we've had that to happen. Boy, when visitors come, it's like the Lord really shows out. So this Baptist pastor had been asked to speak. And unannounced to him, a couple of people had been filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Either you're going to yield or he's going to push you on out of the way. But he will be led. Amen. He will lead. Amen. So this Baptist pastor who had been asked to come speak began to witness something that he was not used to. Now this is a true story. So this is not made up. This is a true story. So the pastor, the Baptist pastor is telling this story that people began to break out and began to worship in ways that he did not know. And he said he called another friend and he asked, he told the friend what had happened. And his friend said, I don't know. See, think about it. When both of you are in the same denomination and God breaks out, look, you can call whoever. If they're not used to it, they're just not used to it. Somebody say, but God. The pastor says this. He said after he had called another friend, he said days went by and he had a visitation from the Lord. And he said the Lord said this. That was me. Get it? Because he was not used to God moving. Because he was not used to the Holy Spirit coming in. Because he was not used to the Lord having his way. Because he was not used to the people who had been filled with the Holy Spirit. Expressing the love they have for the Father that way. He was not sure if that was God. Now, we had a young brother. He's not here today, but he did tell us, Pastor Eric and I, we had a meeting. And the young brother said, Pastor, you were there. The young brother said, Pastor, 
I had never experienced anything like that before, but I sure liked it. <laughs> he said, I didn't want to leave. You understand what I'm saying? See, because you're not used to it doesn't mean it's not God. But God himself had to come to the pastor to say what you had been questioning. I need to let you know it was me. I was in that. It wasn't spooky or strange because you weren't used to it. It was me. I'm here to tell you, I believe with all of my heart, first of all, that the Lord cared enough that he heard the whole conversation, that I'm going to call another friend to say, this is what I experienced. And I just want to know, do you think that's real? Was that the Lord? And then for the Lord to turn around a couple of days later to come to you to say, I need you to know it was me. I was in the midst of that. I believe with all of my heart, the pastor did not say whether or not he became a, a spirit-filled Christian, but I believe this. But he left there saying, God, I may be Baptist, but I understand that you will break out and move on whoever you want to. Amen? Hallelujah. Can I give God, can I get everybody to stand, amen?